Cheers. Did you bring wine? Did I tell you to do that? No, Wait, I have wine. Should I open some wine? Yeah, you should. I have, I have like tea. I'm going to get wine. Hold yeah, on. do it. I'm going to get some wine. Everything's better with wine. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm here this week talking to Marcy Masari of Marcy Masari Interiors. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. And we're going to virtual cheers. So we're both, she just poured herself a glass of rosé. Cheers. <laughs> uh, not good for podcasting. Mm. Well, that's okay. Is it good? Yeah. Good, yeah. It's been sitting okay. in my cabinet for a while, so I'm glad I opened that up. There you go. Okay, so, but did you say, okay, before we started, before we started officially recording, we were technically recording, right now, are you, is that where you are now, the, your, your office, which is the, that's where you are now, right now, yeah. behind you, I'm looking at, like, this my is. My little shelving unit, my yeah. desk, I'm sitting at my desk right now, yeah. Like you're legit, very, very legit right now. Very professional. <laughs> yeah, this is very lady boss stuff. Okay, I want you to start because the I I started my business about four I don't even know four ish years ago, mm-hmm. and I when I left corporate it was like the first year and I had started a Facebook group and somebody had posted in the Facebook group about this show. Canada's Next Top Designer. And I was like, should I apply? Should I not apply? Should I apply? Should I not apply? And then finally I decided I felt like it wasn't the right time. And so Mm -hmm. I did it, but I watched it. And Mm -hmm. obviously you were not only on it, but you won. (laughs) And okay. So I want to know, well, first of all, I want to know how that kind of like you got started on that, but I feel like you had been blogging or you've been doing this for a while before, right? Yes. Um, your origin story into this business. Okay. So, um, I've always loved just like just design and decorating and all of that. Like I can even remember being younger and playing Barbies with my sisters and wanting to make the best Barbie house or my mom would always get mad at me as a kid not mad but she would always um think it was funny as a kid because I was always rearranging the house or rearranging my room so I always knew like even since I was a little kid like reading style at home magazine that I would do something with design I have JK entries of like what are you going to be when you grow up and it was always with something to do with home or interior design wow. uh, or performing something along the lines of that. So, um, I don't want to, I can like blabber. So I'm going to try not to blabber. It's a podcast. It's great. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, when I graduated high school, I, I was also a dancer and I loved ballet and being on stage and all of that. So I was accepted into George Brown's dance program And I had also been looking into a few interior decorating programs as well. And I was kind of torn to choose which direction and path to go. And something in me decided the dance. And I remember the first semester when I went home for Christmas, I told my dad, like, I don't want to do, like, I love this, but I really want to do the decorating and design, blah, blah, blah. And he just said, just get your diploma and then we'll see like what happens after that. So long story short, went to school for interior decorating and absolutely loved every second of it. I went to Fanshawe in London. I went to Fanshawe, but I did graphic design. Oh, cool. And it would have been like well before you, but yeah. Um, So what building were you in? 
Oh my gosh. Was it H Block? It wasn't H Maybe, Block, was it? I forget. Jay? I just never, I don't know why James coming to me. I don't know. H Block was like design, like graphic design, but I didn't know if maybe H Block was like old. Maybe it was in there. I, oh my gosh, I don't even remember now. But where I, did you where did you stay when you where did you live when you lived in, in London? The first year I lived on morning morning side. Morning side. <laughs> Not the best area. No, um, I lived around there too. But it was Close to school, it was in. There the was the Zellers near there, right? There was a Zell. Yeah, there was. No, I worked at that Zellers Select. The Zellers was closed, but there was the Food Basics. Yeah, I think like a Dollar M and a Burger King. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so the first year I was there, and then the second year we were right on Oxford, and we okay, were yeah, on, the, um, on top of the Urban Outfitters building. Okay, I don't, I don't think there was an Urban Outfitters when I lived in. So there. It was like the, on the corner. Of Ri- I want to say Richmond and Oxford. I'm so okay. That's a great location. It was yeah. amazing. I loved, loved, loved our location there. Um, but yeah, I that's was so Jim Bob's a thing when you were Jim Bob's, yeah, Jim Bob. Okay, that was that uh, was like that's yeah, my jam, Jim Bob's. And I lived for a while down the street, so it was like I lived off of I can't remember what street it was called, but there was like I lived in a little bachelor apartment very close to Richmond. So all we had to do was like walk down to Richmond and be like, okay, there's a line started. We got to go. That's what, yes. That's what I would do too. I just like walk up by myself. I just like yeah. go up with friends and go back yeah. home. That's yeah. So funny. yeah. Okay. So back to the task on hand. So yeah, you went to Fanshawe for in, um, interior decorating. Yes. God, if um, I knew then what I know now, I would have done the same. <laughs> yeah. Loved the program. Um, loved the teachers, loved everything I learned. I took everything so seriously, like as if it, I was going in to like present to a client. Like I, Really loved every second of that program. And then when I graduated, um, I started working for like a floral designer, Ulola Designs from um, Niagara-on-the-Lake. And I just took on like any sort of creative um, job that I could. And I would post things to my Facebook and my Instagram. And just from even doing my apartments when I lived away at school and doing things like that, people always knew that I did some sort of creative design. And I, I, right when I graduated, I started getting some clients actually. Um, so things kind of happened and word of mouth happened. And then, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of the order of everything. So then I, I started doing, yeah, some DIY videos and, and doing YouTube. Not as serious as people do it now. I can't believe like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. All these it's things. It's a lot of work, eh? It's so much work, but I'm just like so inspired by everyone that does that. Yeah. Um, so I did a bunch of that and I was, um, the one, I think it was 2015. Um, I was approached by a guy from dream jobbing. It was, um, this company that worked with different TV corporations and different things to create these dream jobs. And there was, um, an application for a DIY contest, um, at Hallmark home and family in, in LA and he just reached out. He was from Niagara Falls, actually, where I'm from. And he said, I think you'd be perfect for this contest. You should apply, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So all excited. I like made a little video, and I, I sent it in. Long story short, I ended up being one of the 25 finalists chosen for that show. And my sisters, my mom, and I got to fly out to L.A., and I was on the show, and I did this, like, DIY um, laundry rack makeover where I turned a laundry rack into this like bar card and I saw it because I went on your press page yeah yeah Yeah. so that was really fun that was an amazing opportunity and I just loved every second of it I loved that I don't know I think it was because I hadn't performed not that you're performing when you're on tv but I haven't 
really had that rush of excitement and just kind of being on camera to inspire people and all that. So I just fell in love with it. And um, that summer I reached out to Marilyn Dennis and a couple other shows. And I guess it was perfect timing because I just sent an email and I was, and I thought nothing would come from it. And then the same producers of Marilyn Dennis did the Canada's Next Designer show. Oh, okay. So they reached out and they said, we have this show. Um, you should apply for it, this and that. So I did. And I was chosen to be on the show, which was amazing. I was so excited, but I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I still remember going in the first day and just seeing these designers and everybody. And I was the youngest competitor there from Niagara on the Lake and everyone, these Toronto designers. Yeah. <laughs> I was so scared and so nervous, but I was just really excited and just so grateful for the opportunity. And like, yeah. what was that experience like? Like, was it, I know I actually talked to Natalie Chong as well, and she told me a little bit about it, but from your perspective, like, what was that experience like? Was it? It was so. You're really isolated, I feel like, right? Isolated, yeah. I remember we weren't the first. Yeah, when we first all met, we weren't allowed to really talk to each other. And um, it was, yeah, it was weird. I'm just a nice, I don't know. I just like, like to say hello and yeah. recognize some people that were there. So I wanted to just kind of introduce myself. But we weren't really allowed to talk to each other until I think the second day. And um it was, it was stressful, but it was, yeah. I would always try to just be so grateful for even just being there and try to take it all in instead of going crazy and just yeah. kind of being too full of anxiety. But, um, it was stressful, but you just had to kind of go with it. I remember the first, um, challenge that we had, we had to go to Ikea and it was September back to school. And I thought maybe because it was a show, they were like, yeah. Ikea down and all this stuff. No, <laughs> it's like, it's like packed. packed yeah. Right. yeah. You have this camera in your face. I remember like oh my with my cart, like sweating, just like running around. I was so indecisive about everything. I was choosing. I know. I was thinking uh-huh. like, I don't know how these like, sh- de- I think I would just freeze under that pressure. Yeah. It was so nerve wracking. And, and I remember I just like threw stuff in my car. I didn't even know what she was. I'm seeing everyone else's car. It looks like they have this amazing stuff. And I'm just stressing out, like thinking like, I'm not even going to be able to kind of create anything in my vignette, but just, mm-hmm. just, I ended up just sim- like simplifying everything and just throwing everything in my cart. And I remember that night I went back to the hotel and I called my boyfriend and I was just crying. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. Oh my God. I was just like, I this is so yeah. much pressure. But then I don't know, throughout the rest of each challenge, I definitely would still have the nervousness and the stress, but I, I would try to just take on ideas when they came to me and kind of go with it and just go yeah. whatever my gut was telling me. I kind of just went with it and um, I would make it through each week, each week. And I was like, what is happening? And I never told anybody, like none of my family knew how far, like how far I had gone or what I was doing. Um, no one knew that I want, like I ended up like as you know I ended up winning which I was in shock like I just couldn't even believe it I was so grateful um but no one I told nobody that I won so it was this big secret that I had been keeping that I had like being on the bachelor and the bachelorette like (laughs) yeah so um it was yeah it was an amazing experience I I really miss it but it was definitely very stressful in the moment Yeah, I think that that sounds like such a great lesson in like trusting your gut. Um, Because I know for myself, sometimes I'm like, you know, it's just like, what that's so valuable, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And okay, so 
when does that happen after you like how many years after you graduate does that happen I graduated I think when did I graduate 2014 and then the show happened I was 23 when I was on the show so the show happened 2016 2015 oh my gosh I forget but yeah I was oh I was young um so it was a lot it was a lot of pressure and especially and just knowing how talented everybody was yeah it was always just it would get to me and yeah, I would be like insecurities and stuff like, right yeah would come up yes um and I would just have to keep on reminding myself like it's okay like I remember going into certain um challenges I just would think like how am I gonna do this I don't know how I'm gonna do it and then when it would yeah when it would all work out I would sit back and just have this like sense of this relief and it was so nice to see like to trust the gut and to go with you know I always say go with my heart. I know that's kind of cliche, but it, I do that with, with my work and I love yeah. and about what I do. So I would do that. And it was, yeah, it was really cool to see how everything kind of unfolded. And um, even like looking back, sometimes I will randomly watch some of the episodes and I'm like, I can't believe that was like my life. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when, when you watched it back, was it, how did you feel about the editing? Like, did you feel like, okay, yeah. did you feel like they, did you dirty ever? And I don't remember. I'm not saying this because I felt like they did because I honestly don't remember. No, it, was, honestly, it would have been four years ago now because I watched, yeah. I, I, or five years ago because it was, I remember like the entire time I watched, I was just like, why didn't I apply? I should have just applied. I've done it, you know, but like, whatever. Um, but I, I, I always wonder, like they always talk about, oh, it's the edit, it's the edit. So what did you feel about like watching yourself back and how they edited? I was really nervous to watch back. I remember my mom wanted to have a viewing party and I, in the yeah. first episode, I told her like, no, I kind of want to watch it just by myself because yeah. I don't know how they're going to yeah. edit this. But um, I was happy with the way everything was. Like, I felt like it was, it, sh- it was me that you yeah. saw. And That's I, good. the producers would try to get stuff out of me and would try to have me say certain things about people. But I, I don't know. I, I don't like being mean. And I yeah. honestly was so inspired by everyone there. So I think they try to get things out of me and I would just kind of say like, well, they're so talented. And I didn't really. I love that it. because I think yeah. that if you were mean spirited, that would have been so easy for them to get out of you. And that just yeah. that makes me like you even more that you're like, oh, you're you. lovely heart. that's really nice actually. And so, okay. What happens like you, when you leave the show, what starts happening? Like, I assume that, you know, maybe people like brands maybe start reaching out. Like, obviously you got a contract with Ikea. Do you still have a contract? Like, did that continue or was it a year and then? So the Ikea contract was a year and then it was extended another year. And then I would do extra things for them. I still like this past April did a video for them. So here and there when um, they reach out, I will still do certain projects with them. But um, yes, that was amazing. I got the IKEA contract. I, I went to um, Copenhagen and I got to go to Omholt, Sweden, with uh, Marilyn Dennis and a bunch oh of other God. really talented people in the design world. It was amazing. I got to interview a bunch of people, and I had a day where I did a segment on street food, and I got to try all of this amazing street food. It was so much fun. That trip was one of the best trips of my life. It was amazing. 
um, just so inspiring. Just the people that were around and everywhere we went, Copenhagen, I would move there like in a heartbeat. Every person there was so patient and kind. And because I have blonde hair, like people thought that I lived there. Yeah. <laughs> ask me all these questions. <laughs> it was so funny, but I just felt so comfortable there. Um, have you heard of Huga? Yes. So that was... Yeah, so that's when I learned about that. And it, it, it's all about natural light and candlelight and cozy, you know, cozy materials and creating this atmosphere. And I've always been about that. Like, even when I have a dinner party or friends over, like, yes, I, I noticed that, like, for sure. you know, like, set the mood. So that I was introduced to that. And you're like, there's a name for this thing that I do. Yeah, I was like, this makes sense. Like, I don't feel like it's like a weirdo. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. It was so fun. That was an amazing experience. And then um, I got to do a bunch of catalog covers with and I got to do two commercials um like on tv commercials yes two commercials that aired I got to do this amazing it was so much fun (laughs) and then um a bunch of different Marilyn Dennis segments too I'm just so grateful for every single opportunity. Like I remember being at Fanshawe and running home to watch Marilyn Dennis and sitting yep. there and, you know, looking at my style at home magazine and just dreaming that one day, yep. it's so crazy when things happen. Like I yeah. still believe it, but um, definitely a huge person who believes in like setting goals for yourself and having a passion, manifesting things. I actually have to tell you, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. I'm honored and surprised. And two months ago, I had a project that was in, I'm still working on it, but it's a project that was in um, actually London. Yeah, I'm working on a project in London. And I've been driving back and forth to London. And I listened, was listening to different podcasts and I've been listening to a few of your episodes. Oh, yeah. And I, I had this idea in the car and I was like, I want to be, this is like a, a month or two ago. And I said, I want to be on a podcast before 2021. And I just like said it out loud. And then I remember going to my group chat on my phone to my friends. And I was like, you guys, I want to be on a podcast before 2021. And there's this designer, Michelle. I want to be on her podcast. But what? Are you fine? I'm not kidding. And my friends were like, message her, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, like, no, I don't want you to. When you messaged me, I like freaked out. I like, I messaged them. Yeah. So I love it. I love that so much. A friend, my friend, Laura, shout out to Laura, who will never listen to this because she's not a designer. But if she does, shout out. Um, we, We did a little virtual Zoom and she's like one of my friends where, you know, like, not all like most of my friends don't have businesses or whatever so but she's one of my friends who kind of started like a little side gig and she's gone back to the corporate world after having kids but she's like the master manifester like she can manifest anything I swear to god and she was saying how she was like I need to talk to you because something was going on with her new job that she just started up like part-time after you know being a mom and stuff and mm-hmm. she was watching like Caitlin Bristow and she Caitlin yes. Bristow won and I guess she was talking about having manifested it and she was like it reminded her like I'm not thinking big enough right so yeah. she was just like re-inspired to like so we got on a zoom and she's like okay what am I manifesting or whatever so oh, it's yeah. just so funny I love that story so much and I'm like honored that that was like I'm your first podcast and yeah. I love that that happened and I totally believe that there's so many times in this, like, there's, I mean, you've, did you work in a firm? You worked in a floral shop and then you started I'm, a firm? Yeah. Like I've never worked for a big firm. I've been an intern before for, um, just different Toronto designers or different like 
spending the day, this and that, but I've never actually been a part of a firm. It was always something that I wanted to do and kind of would look into doing, but then would just, I kind of had to just jump into my own business. Well, that's amazing. I think that's great because like, you don't really have the experience of like corporate life really. Like, and like, there's just having experienced corporate life and then like running your own business and like entrepreneurship and creativity and and whatnot. Like there's just a very different mindset learning curve that we go through. I feel like, right. And what I've really grown to learn is just sometimes it's just all of a sudden shifting your mindset and understanding like, and and going, Hey, I want to do this. Like Mm -hmm. I want to host a TV show and you know, it's not happened for me yet, but I put it out there and like you get casting calls or whatever. And like you go through the, and it's just, it's really incredible what you can do for yourself when you just like say it out loud. And oh, for sure. This podcast is supported by Ultralux Linens. And guess what, guys? I got my new living room drapes. And of course, it was Ultralux Linens that made them. And they're absolute pure perfection. So I have never owned real drapes before. No, I've owned real drapes. I haven't owned custom drapes before. And so I really feel like I've made it. And I love them because they don't flare on the bottom, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. I don't like a really bulky drape. And so when they arrived... They were perfectly accordion folded. Don't think that's the technical term for it, but they were perfect and they went in and it's like it transformed my living room. They are made perfectly. The pleat is perfect. I'm, the length was perfect. Everything was amazing. And I've got more drapes coming in. It's like they're coming. They're coming fast and furious. I've got my bedroom and I've got my music nook and dining room next. So I'll keep you posted. But guys, they carry over 75 different fabric brands. And the great thing is it's all under one roof. You're going to get the exact same designer pricing you'd get if you went to all of these brands direct. You can tell them about new brands you're interested in in case they don't happen to have them. And she will absolutely try to get those for you. They have towels. You can pick the colors that you want. They have bed linens. You can get custom duvet covers made. Again, just pick any old fabric you want. Get exactly what you need. Bingo, bango. You are done. And there's so much more. They carry so many different things. It's incredible. If you are not already following them on Instagram, go to Ultralux Linens. Follow them. Let's give them a little love. Also go to ultraluxlinens.com. And if you are in the GTA and you are at the Toronto International Design Center, they are suite 202 on the second floor. So go check them out, guys. They're amazing. So, okay, you now you have been running your own firm. So how long have you been running your own firm then, would you say? Well, I start, like I said, I started when I graduated, but I'm not going to count that as, I'm going to say I started taking everything really seriously probably two years ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say that my, I'll say that Marcy Masari Interiors is three years old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I've had my business for a while, but I don't know, I guess it, it's a, like a self doubt thing and all yeah. these different things. Like I had been doing a bunch of jobs and I had my business license and I had like my name and everything, but getting serious about everything and really taking myself seriously, to be honest, really this year has been the most serious I've taken myself and my business, I think. And I think it is a lot of comparison and self 
self-doubt that I have. It's hard in this industry, as you probably know, and just like hearing the ways that people do things and thinking I have to do it this way or like not a lot of people know even what decorators or designers do. And it's, it's so, it's, yeah. So, and sometimes you're even trying to figure out like, what is it that I want to do? Yes. How do I want to, you know, um, what clientele do I want to have? What, it's just these questions that go on and on and on. I'm still working on this to this day. Um, but just gaining that confidence in your work and in the structure and in everything that you're doing, I think is really important. And it's not easy, but um, I'm oh starting God. to get there more and more. <laughs> it is hard. Like the whole comparison thing, especially on Instagram, when my I don't really, ha I have a personal profile, but I haven't used it in like four years since I started my business and made a business profile. Mm -hmm. And I really mostly only follow design related stuff. So yeah. basically my entire feed is beautiful stuff that by default, I want to compare my stuff to, and it's not a good feeling at all. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I just have to like mute things that, you know, not because it's like the person isn't amazing it's just like somehow I just it doesn't put me in a good headspace so I'm like why am I doing this to myself kind of thing yeah. but I totally that's so relatable it's so I love talking to designers because it's nice to I think that's so important for you to even share because from the outside it just looks so much like oh this person's so confident and they you know like they mm -hmm. look at how beautiful their feet is so I think it's really nice to hear that like I like that I'm hearing that from you because I would have assumed like you know you don't struggle with confidence right oh, <laughs> <laughs> amazing to hear and what was the catalyst for like that like starting to take your business more seriously um I think you know what I, I think after the show it probably started when I started to get the more bigger companies and corporations working for them and having them be really, really pleased with my work and sending out, you know, emails about how um, they were inspired or um, even just through like posting things on social media and creating my website and blog and really realizing that what I do does inspire people and that I don't have to be so hard on myself and, um, I don't know, kind of putting, another thing I struggle with is putting myself out there. And the more I would start doing that, the more I would see would come from that. Yeah. Um, you get so scared in your own head thinking like, oh my gosh, like I won't be able to do this or that, but actually taking the time to write the email or like send your Instagram or something to people. Like once that started happening and I saw, saw, would start seeing things come from those little steps, I started to gain more and more confidence. And um, even this office and studio that I'm sitting in right now, like I still like pinch myself because I had the opportunity to do this a few years ago and I didn't because I didn't want to be stuck in one place. And, and what do you mean by that? Because I'm from, I'm in Niagara here. And after getting some experience with TV and shows, like I was kind of open to mm. going anywhere for design. If the opportunity came, like I would go. Yeah. So I got scared of just being stuck in one place, but it came to the point where I started realizing that not a lot of like things were still happening for me, but because I wasn't taking myself seriously and kind of planting the seed somewhere that 
certain opportunities weren't coming. So this was kind of a year of like an aha moment of, you know what, like you are capable of doing so much. I have so many goals. Like I've achieved a lot, but I have so much more I would love to do. So I'm going to take my business more seriously. I'm going to have a space of my own, a place to come every single day and work and be inspired in. Um, eventually, hopefully have clients come in. Yeah. So COVID. we're done with COVID. I know. So that really... I'm just like blabbing right now, but no, you're not. I'm I'm eating up everything you're saying. You're not kind of, I guess, how I started getting more confident and taking things more seriously in my business and with what I do. And like, since you've done that, what have you felt like? Have you noticed a shift? One hundred percent, especially in the past year. Um, I'm reaching out more. I'm putting myself out there more. I feel so much more confident when I see clients or go to clients and. I don't know. It's, it's been, yeah, it's been like this epiphany of, of, you know, you can do this. I'm just a lot more confident in myself. I'm manifesting more. I'm putting goals and I'm part of right now, actually, I'm part of a workshop about like setting dreams and goals for 2021. And we just had to make an inspiration board. So I have my board over there, but it has like all of these photos of people that inspire me of companies of like, homes and um styles and all these different things and then we had to use a bunch of words that would kind of describe um who we are but then who we want to be and with our business and with ourselves and then another part of it was taking compliments that you had received or comments or emails and putting them on a on the board which is what I did and even just doing that exercise was so crazy to me because all these things that I'm hoping and wishing for, I realize that some of them are happening and I need to really take it in and enjoy yeah. that. Like I'm, I have people telling me that I'm inspiring them and I have, you know, friends saying great things about me and people that I don't even know reaching out to tell me they like something that I did. So it's just like taking a step back and kind of really looking at what you're doing and not being so in your head about these negative thoughts and saying like, you know what, you've done some amazing things. You're going to do more amazing things like take this in and just keep on inspiring and doing what you love. I think it's so important. Yeah. I am relating to you so hard. Like, the, like I feel like you're talking a lot about just like being in your head and, you know, and like, I don't imagine you're just like talking out of your ass right now. So like, I, that is just like my life is living in my head and it's not, the, it's not like a great place to be most of the time. Yeah. Um, but that, that's amazing. That's so awesome. And so I also saw that you um, converted a trailer. Oh yeah, my little trailer. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So is that something, is that just for you or do you rent it out ever? Like, So I got the trailer last, was it last? But tell everybody what it's called too. So it's called the tailored trailer and it was two years ago. I think it was around January and I had just wanted a project that was something that was for me. And I've always been inspired by tiny homes and tiny spaces. Like I would watch little videos on it. And I thought it was so interesting and cool to take something and something small and kind of make it more practical and make it really beautiful. So I had this idea to turn like an ugly trailer into something beautiful. So I went online and started looking for one, found one, um, a lot of people told me I was crazy for doing it and why would you spend your money on that? So I kind of had to shoo them out and just said, I, yeah. need I want to prove something to myself. Again, these little steps of like proving things to yourself yeah. always make you stronger. So this little passion project of mine, I took it on. I ran into a million and like five 
problems. There was like water damage. There was like the fridge was broken. I couldn't get the trailer back to my house. Like all these things were going wrong. Like every time I would open something, something else would break. I had this guy come look at it and tell me that it was going to be $5,000 of repairs, all these things. So I kind of ignored it and just went with went with it and fixed things up and had some like friends um, who have cousins who, you know, work on cars and things like that come over and help me. And I turned it into this beautiful little tailored getaway. And I've been camping. My, my goal was to rent it out. But then the year this year has been COVID and I didn't really feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, I haven't been able to do that yet, but I've taken it on a bunch of little trips and stuff. I actually had a Maryland segment booked for March to show it off because they were doing a show on tiny spaces. Oh. And then it didn't happen. That was so sad. Oh. Maybe, maybe. I got to tell you what, COVID's really I know. messing a lot of people's shit up. But that, yeah, that was a fun passion project that I took on. And again, something that I just proved myself that I could do. Um, and I love it. And it's to amazing. others, it sounds like. Pardon? And to you proved to some other people too as well, yeah. which. Proved myself. <laughs> yourself and to the other, the haters. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's su- super cool. So one thing that I noticed a lot on your Instagram, which I'm like, I, I really, really is something I want to do more of is like collaborating with brands. Mm-hmm. And so do, do most, do you reach out to brands ever that you're interested in, or is it mostly like they come to you and, you know, like, I'm curious uh, how that all started. I've reached out to a few brands. Um, I want to start doing this more. I think it's again, one of those things where you're, you're busy all the time and then you're trying to find time to yeah. things like social media is a full-time job in itself and trying Ugh. to figure everything out. Yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to work out and create more of a calendar and an organized schedule for things. Um, for some of the partnerships that I've done, I have reached out for um, others. They've kind of reached out to me. Um, right now I'm doing a partnership with CAA and I'm really excited about it. We started in September and they have a bunch of um, different companies that they work with for their CAA dollars and you get a certain discount towards things that you buy. So RW and co is one of them, Boucler, um, yeah. like a bunch of different stores. So I've been doing um, little blog posts or, um, you know, features with them, which has been amazing. And it's, it's something that we're hoping to grow and continue on for like a few years, which I'm excited about. So it's not like a one and done kind of thing. Um, There's a really exciting opportunity coming in the spring with them that I'm hoping and fingers crossed that it'll happen, but I'm excited about that partnership. But with other things, I feel like I need to reach out more still because I, I, I reach out and if I don't hear back, I'm the type of person to kind of give up on it when you have yeah. to follow through. Yeah. So that's another thing I'm working on and learning as I go. <laughs> yeah. And do you have any employees or um, any support? So I just recently hired on my sister. She has, I have a business and I'm working on everything, but she has a like a very structured business mind like I can tend to go a little bit like woo, like more creative and all excited and scatterbrained where she can kind of keep everything more organized so she does a lot of my bookkeeping and we'll meet um, a couple times a week and kind of sit down and go over ideas or um, emails and all of that kind of thing so she's the one member of my team another thing another goal I have is to grow a team I mean I I look up to a lot of designers that are doing that and it seems so hard and scary to do but I would love to eventually 
kind of grow and, and um, do more with that. But so far, it's just me and my sister. <laughs> and so like when you're doing, okay, actually, before we get in, I asked that question. I, I feel like you also do renovations. So I do renovations, but I, I like to focus more on the decor, the finishes, yeah. the styling, but I have done re- renovations in the past before. That's something that I'm, again, one of my insecurities because I went to school for interior decorating and I definitely can come up with the ideas and um, I have worked on renovation projects before, but I've had to work with other people to kind of create the floor plan layouts and kind of bring that into like a rendering and all of that, because I still am working on doing that. And I would love to do more of that or kind of hire someone on to do more of that, to be able to do bigger jobs. But I have done work like that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I I was wondering, cause I, I attempted to go and I'm just shutting her down. I'm the same way. I just want to stick to furnishing and decor and like small, like, Mm-hmm. you know, built-ins or like a reface oh, of a yeah, fireplace, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that. The next level, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which I really like. Like if somebody calls me about like a massive reno, I'm like, oh, and I just like, yeah. <laughs> I refer. And then, yeah. but then if I go into a space and I'm like, I can transform this space. That's like, you know, oh, from yeah. like mediocre mm-hmm. to amazing. So what's your process like with regards to furnishing and decor? Like, I'd love to hear specifically when it comes to the accessorizing, because this is something that like I love to do as well, but there's just so much schlepping and I'm just really, I love to hear how other people approach it. Um, And like, is it an, a one day, like go in and completely accessorize or is it like iterative? Like I'd love to hear more about what the steps for, for that is for you. So it really depends on the client. I feel like I have so many different things going on. Like no client is the same as you probably know, but I have, I love to work. I try to work with different budgets because I know I do have some more higher end clients, but I know that some people just want to be in a beautiful home and, or a beautiful room or something like that. So I don't try to shy away from different size projects. If I have time in my schedule, I will be open to do it if it can work. Um, so I always start off with a consultation. So a one hour consultation with a client where I sit down with them and kind of ask like the scope of the project or like small, big, whatever it is. And I love to sit and really get an idea of the client's um, style. And I find it so funny. I find so many times they'll show me a Pinterest board or um, photos of different rooms and each room has a different style. So it's yeah. kind of- going in and trying to figure out, okay, what did you like about kind of taking things apart? What did you like about this room? Like what, what in this room did you like, or what colors do you like, or this and that? So the consultation is an hour and we sit down and we go through kind of the ideas of what they have for this, what their lifestyle is in the space. Um, I try to get an idea of their um, style, colors they like, um, measurements and all of that. So that's what we go through there and we do the contract and everything. And then from there, I will do like inspiration boards. So I'll go in and I'll find, I'll start sourcing things and creating boards for them so that I feel like a lot of people need to see things and are more visually um, inspired when they see different textures together and different things together. But I, I also love to have like to set up, a day where we sit down, we look at everything and do that presentation because I like to describe and explain why I do everything. Yeah. And I put things on. Cause I feel like some people will look at one piece and yes. say like, 
I don't like that chair, but you have to kind of explain to them, I chose this chair because of this material and yeah. it goes with this and it works with this and the, the curves. So kind of really, I don't know, I feel like I'm a teacher almost kind of teaching them um, what's in my head and how to explain it. And it's so cute because a lot of my clients that I'll be doing the process, um, the design process with like weeks or months will go by and I'll be showing them something and, and I'll ask them what they like. And, and I'll say like, this is kind of what I would choose. And they would say, I knew you were going to pick that one. I knew you liked that one because of this color. Cause da, da, da. and yeah. they start kind of thinking. Kind You're of, so and right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that so fun? I love it that. Is. I know it's oh. funny because, um, I had a client hire me again to do her nursery and she was like, you know, I was starting to pick some things, but I, you know, like you taught me about textures and yes. like, I started to think like, what should I bring in here to make sure there's textures? Yeah. Yes. So I love funny. It. Yeah. Me too. Love it. So yes, we'll source everything. Um, and depending on the client's budget, you know what? Sometimes people will want to go to stores like Cocoon or, um, you know, LT Market or LT, depending on the size of the project. But other clients just want to go more, you know, um, West Elm, CB2, sometimes Home Sense, sometimes Ikea. It just It depends on the project. So sometimes we'll get bigger pieces from the bigger stores and then we'll accessorize with a mix and match of different things. Um, sometimes I know this is going to like everywhere, but it really just depends on the client. I'll have, sometimes I'll have everything for the space. Other times we'll have the big pieces and then we'll have a shopping day where we go out and we'll go shopping and I'll pick things up. That's another really fun thing to do with clients because it's so cool to see their reaction at when you're shopping for things or, or I guess like the mind process because something that I'll kind of have a cart or a, um, a setup where I, I love to see everything. I throw everything in a cart and then I'll kind of take things out and decide what I want to keep. Yeah. Color palette works and everything's working together. You're like creating art in your cart. Ooh, I like <laughs> creating that. Creating art in your cart. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a book. It's like cat in the hat, but it's just like <laughs> it's, Yeah, it's fun to see the client's reaction to it and kind of see for them to see your thought process. So I love setting up like almost decor days where we'll go and shop and then a day where I'll kind of come in and it depends. I would love every client to have an install day where like they don't see it. We bring everything in, they come in and it's this big surprise. Like that's what I love. But a lot of the times the bigger pieces are there and we're kind yeah. of judging and adding those extra pieces in. Um, but yeah, just really listening to the client is so important to me and um, it's, it's the best feeling when they walk in and they say like, this room feels like me, like yeah. this is who I am through like your design. It's so much fun. Uh, so. And, um, when you say we, mm -hmm. um, or is there somebody like on your install day that is there supporting you and helping you? Like, is there somebody in the we or it depends on the project? Usually it'll be, sorry, be me by myself. Um, but other times I have like, again, um, family or friends will help. I don't have a specific like assistant. I would love to have an assistant one day. Um, but I will have my sister. Melissa is, is a powerhouse. She is building renovation. She's putting up drywall. She's doing all the things. So she'll sometimes come with me on install days and help me, um, install things and put things together and all of that. Cause she's so good at that. I'm not good at that. Um, so I guess we is my sisters. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. So it's in, let's say it's like styling day where you're styling surfaces and stuff. Yep. What does that look like? Do you just load up your car, unload at, like as much as you can and you try to do like 
most of the styling in one day? Or do you bring stuff in and then maybe you're like, you know what, I need a few more things. I'm going to come back in a week and add more stuff. I try to get it all done in one day. But um, again, it depends on how big the project is. Because if I'm doing a few different rooms, sometimes things I buy for certain rooms, I'll end up putting in a different room. Yeah. Or move it around, which is why I don't really like telling the client where things exactly yeah. are going because then they're like, hey, you said that was going to go over there. And it's such yeah. a creative process yeah. where it's like a step-by-step process where, and you know this, it, yeah. things will change as you go. Yeah. So it It's really- so funny you say that because I've definitely like registered when I'm talking about styling before styling, I'll often go like, okay, so I'm thinking like something... And yeah. they and they really hold on to that because oh like, yes, you know, I, I said I was going to put a basket here, but then it turns out I didn't, or maybe I didn't find a basket that was right, so I didn't put it in. So now I'm like, okay, you need to be a little bit more like high level and not be too specific because all of a sudden now they're expecting this damn basket that I didn't find that one that I liked or something, yes. right? And that's why, yeah, and that's why the best is when your client just kind of trusts you and you don't even have to really explain that stuff. You just have yeah. an overall idea and you can go in and do your own thing, set it all up. Sometimes it takes a few trips. Sometimes I can get it all done in one. I know this is so broad. I'm just like, that. sometimes this, sometimes that. Yeah. It really just depends on the client, I think, and what, what project I'm working on. It's, yeah. it's different. I'm, I'm always learning. <laughs> yeah, and it's true though. Like it is creative, number one. So it isn't an exact science. And it's like, there is, I, I totally get that. Every client's a little different in the way you have mm-hmm. to approach working with them. Um, and do you, what was the next thing I was going to ask? Um, oh my God. I have lost my train of thought, but it okay. Do you, where do you shop for stuff? Like when, like, do you just go crazy and fill, like, do you have an SUV or something that you load up like crazy? Like, how do you, how, no, this is what I was actually going to ask first. How many rooms do you like to do in a day? If you were dealing with like multiple room project, how mm-hmm. many would you realistically say you could accomplish in a day? Um, I want, for I want to say three. Um, what if there's a ton of shelves? Yeah, the shelves, I liked, I actually just finished a job with CAA where they have um, like a, a foyer and they had these shelves that the um, architect did and they were not just normal, like not just regular shelves. Each shelf was a different size. Okay. And that took me like three days to be honest. Okay, thank you for saying be- Yes, because I did measure everything out but when you're shopping, you just see so many things that you like. And I would just throw things in, do one trip, come back, back and forth. And because of budget too, I wanted to make sure I was keeping things in budget. But um, yeah, shelves, it, it, it depends. It's nice to have more than less with shelves. Yeah. It's, nice to have, it's nice to have all different types of shapes and all different types of objects. So you're going to have frames. You're going to have vases. You're going to have books. You're going to have sculptures. You're going to have like greenery, just creating different heights and different levels and all of that. And I like to use some of my clients' pieces that they already have and then bringing in new too, just yeah. especially if they've asked to do that. I, I do like the challenge of of bringing everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I've done some, sometimes I've done a shelf and it's taken a few hours, but other times it's taken a few days. Okay, good. I, yeah. this is like me asking, cause I feel like I'm not the fastest stylist because especially right. when it comes to shelves, it could, right. it could take me a day. But you know what? It's all about learning. Cause I, cause talking about this, it's bringing me back to even styling for Ikea. And I remember my first, 
Ikea cover for like their catalog. It was a back to school one. And everything that day I was overthinking and I just wanted it to be perfect. Mm. And, and, and things took quite a long time. Like, and especially it's for photography. That's different than just going into a room. Like they, we would be like steaming the bed and a wrinkle would have to be fixed or like a pillow would have to be fluffed. Like the most, or a picture frame would have to be moved a slight over. Like it was it, like so much detail, but it was really cool. Cause I did two shoots that summer. And then the next summer they asked me to do two more. And the second two shoots, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like I had, I'd create, I had, I don't know. I had a lot more confidence and I kind of knew kind of what to do and what they wanted. And it was really interesting to see how fast, I guess with practice, you can get it. Yeah. Things. I keep telling myself to style my, like just keep restyling my own shelves at home, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm turning it into content, but then I never do it. You know, it's trying to find time to do that. Not I even know. finding the time, but actually recording it or, or yes. taking the picture. Cause I'm doing that constantly. Yes. But then I think to myself after I'm done it, like I should have oh, made should've... a reel or should have made a video. I have yet to make a reel, if I'm being honest. I have been, since COVID, the biggest thing is like Dave's home, my partner Dave's home all the time. And like, I don't love doing Instagram stories when he's home. I feel awkward. So it's really like, I just need to get over that because he's home. Turns out he's going to be home for a freaking long time. But um, ever since COVID hit, I just haven't been as good on Instagram as I, I need to turn that around. Resolution for 2021. Um, I think too, like with styling... It's really always about the the prep before and what you bring. It's like that day is only as successful as what you bring, which means it's about bringing way more. To me, it's like the most annoying part. And I'm really trying to like figure out how it's like the schlepping. It's like, you know, I go, you you live in in Niagara Falls, you said, right? Yeah, Niagara on the Lake, Niagara Falls area. Okay. And how far is that from Toronto? Like, do you have a lot of clients in Toronto? You were talking about going to the market? Yeah, I do have a few clients in Toronto right now. So it's about, it's an hour, I would say. Okay. I mean, an hour, like, without traffic time and stuff. Without traffic, yeah. 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 Okay. And and do you, when you're doing shopping for accessories, are you coming to Toronto a lot? Like Sometimes I do. It depends, again. It depends on the client. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're so, we're, we're a little bit more limited in Niagara. So I do get a lot more inspired in Toronto. Even if I just set a day where I go and have go to a certain handful of stores in Toronto and kind of purchase things, but also just get inspired. I love to do that. Yeah. And look at, look at everything, look at all the decor, look at all the furniture that's being sold and just different styles of things. So, and just snapping pictures to yeah. have an archive of, something to go back to for different projects and stuff. So I do like to kind of make the trip out to do that, but I'm used to it. I think now, because I'm just, I do have to drive back and forth a lot. So throw on a podcast and go Throw on my podcast. Maybe <laughs> what? <laughs> so, okay. What, what are your goals? I don't normally ask this, but I feel like, I feel like exciting things are happening for you. And I, you keep talking about like your vision board. So what are you hoping to happen that you're okay to share um, for 2021? Like what's, what's like the new thing that you're hoping to, to happen for your business or for you personally? Um, I am hoping, there's so many different things that I'm always hoping and dreaming mm-hmm. up. I would love, to, well, I've kind of already done this by bringing on my sister, but I would love to kind of grow a team or an, even just not even, I don't like saying team because that kind of scares me. I would love to do that, but I want to be realistic, not realistic. Yeah. 
Dream big, but yeah, I'd love to have um, maybe another assistant or somebody to help even with social media or just like my sister has been doing the scheduling, which has been great, but um, more social media scheduling and um, content. It's just so hard to keep on top of that. Mm-hmm. So I would love that and, and somebody to kind of help me and push me to reach out more with the collaborations, um, with even being in front of the camera more. Like I want that. I want to be reaching out to Marilyn Dennis more and other different shows. Cause I, like I said, I get in my head and then months go by and I'm like, oh, I haven't done that. And I miss that. Like I really yeah. love and am passionate about that. So kind of putting myself out there is like one of my biggest goals for 2021. Um, I would love to eventually do like some sort of decor ebook or something where people can be inspired by things that I've done or um, I don't know exactly how I would do it yet. It's kind of in the works of brainstorming, but something that I feel like a lot of people have so many questions that aren't answered in their home and it doesn't have to be something that's going to break the bank. I want to just create um, like a document or file that is easy for people to look at and can kind of bring that face lift to their home or space I'm so inspired and passionate about people like living in a beautiful space because I feel like for me, it really changes my mood. Mm-hmm. So bringing that to, to clients and to other people would be really fun. Um, I would, I'm trying to think there's so many different things. It's hard with everything going on in the world right now, but I, I would love to do some more TV. And, and And I had a bunch of different things that kind of fell through because of, I don't want to just say COVID, but because of everything that had been going on. So I would love more opportunities like that. Um, but yeah, mainly, I feel like I have so many ideas, but now you ask me and my brain just like comes. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Um, and you said earlier that, you know, there's some like people that you follow or something that like you're really inspired by like the what they've built. Mm-hmm. Who, who are like the design firms or people or personalities or whatever that really inspire you well at the top like I love Studio McGee I've always I've been following Shay I still remember I think even when I was in London um at Fanshawe she started her Instagram I've been following her forever so it's so inspiring to see yeah what Studio McGee has become just from and I've been reading the book but um just from Shay just you know um sitting in her house and, and designing and decorating her own house, turning into this huge firm. It's so inspiring to me. Jillian Harris, Canadian designer has always been an inspiration of mine, just how real she is and how um, talented and how many hats she kind of takes on and yeah. how does. It's just so inspiring. Um, Tiffany Lee design too. Tiffany. I've been following her. I've been following her since George, or not George Brown, since um, London too. And I remember like when she was in this small apartment and she was doing these DIYs and she had this little blog. I would follow her. Um, there's so many people She's like so yeah. nice, which is nice too. Yeah, She's so a lovely nice. person. Yeah. Who else? Um, even like the people that I was part of the show with, like Natalie Chong and Victoria Tonelli, a lot of the um, designers part of that show. It's just, I'm always inspired to see where, what, what can grow from somebody's business and from, from design. So yeah, those are the, the few that I can think of right now, but. Are, yeah. Have you watched Home Makeover on Netflix? Oh yeah. Yes. I love it. Love, love I it. actually haven't watched it. Yeah. And you know why? Yeah. Because of like 
just, I feel like it's going to put me in this like negative headspace about myself. You know what? It actually, and so I haven't done it yet. So that's Studio McGee. That's Jamie. And she, watching it, I was so, I like, I'm an emotional person, but I was crying just like watching her talk about everything, but like not even in the way of like, oh, I love that. Like, just. You were inspired? So inspired. Like, I need to do something like this one. Like, just even the way that she would kind of bring clients in and they would be emotional just looking at their space. Just that whole idea. Just, it made me so proud to love design and to be able to do what I love like it it was you should watch it it's very inspiring okay I I I know I will but sometimes like I I'm obsessed with with Studio McGee too but sometimes I I just comparison right it's like you can't compare which is the thing but it's like I'm just like I it's not my work's not good enough and it's like something I'm trying to work my way through but I'm like then I have to like it just it's like what I want for myself. It's like, normally, you know, you feel these things because like somebody has something that you wish you had. So that's just all it is. But I, mm-hmm. I will watch it. I know I will. But I just like sometimes mentally, I'm like, if I'm not working, maybe watching something about design isn't good for me because it just makes me start to think like what I haven't accomplished. So that's kind of like the, maybe I need to work it, uh, watch it during work time. So it feels better mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah. it's like, you know, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have loved talking to you like yeah. so freaking much. Mm-hmm. I love that you're so relatable. Like I feel like I'm, I never expected to hear you talk about like insecurities and I, like, it doesn't sound right for me to say that, but I love that you did because I think <laughs> you're relatable to people and I relate to it and I love it. And I'm so excited for what's to come for you. So tell everybody, oh, one other thing I didn't tell you, oh, we didn't talk about was you launched a shop with your, I oh, yes, with your yeah. mom? Was it with your mom? With my mom. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like you have a really good family. Oh my gosh. My family. I feel like you're so the product cute. of like a Good, good family. Good family. My, my, and my dad is just, um, he's the one that helps me a lot with like the drafting side of everything. He's just so talented. He's creating these, he can, he can pretty much build anything. He's so oh, talented. So and then my mom is just so cute. She's always been inspired by antiques and the love of furniture and um, different styles and all that. So she has been on me for about a year. She's, she's a retired principal and she's been wanting to find a passion and she's always Sometimes I take her along too for shopping trips and stuff just because she enjoys seeing everything. Um, But yes, she's been wanting to start a little business and she's been asking me constantly to do it. And I've just kind of been shooing it off saying, mom, I'm busy. Like I can't. And I finally decided like, you know what, this is going to bring so much joy and like be open. Like I've always, eventually I would love to have a shop of my own. And Mm -hmm. I said, this could be the beginning of that. So we decided to kind of collaborate together um, and create this little vintage shop. And it's called MJM Vintage Collection. My name is Marcy Jane Masari. And then my mom's um, name is Margot. Her maiden name is Janberry Masari. So that's how we chose the MJM. And yeah, she's been collecting so many things the past year. So she has a, already like a room full of items that she's been just wanting to post. She has no idea how to use Instagram yeah. or social media. So she's so cute. If you reach out to that, um, that Instagram, it's her. I'm trying oh. to teach her how to do it. She's like, how do I do this? She's so cute. So it's, it's a work in progress, but we've been posting a lot. She has a, a lot to share. We have a lot to share. So it's a new, a new little passion project that I'm excited for. And 
excited to see her very excited about it too so Aww. yeah that's the sweetest yeah. <laughs> and what's the instagram handle it's at mjm um vintage collection mjm vintage collection yeah amazing okay and tell everybody where they can follow you you can follow me at i'm like, where's like at where, where is that again? yeah mine's just at marcy masari that's my instagram <laughs> and what's your website my website is www.marcymasari.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And cheers again. Cheers. I thank feel like you so didn't much. get to drink any of your rosé. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, so keep talking because I can just drink. Um, have an awesome weekend. I am so excited to have talked to you. And you. I hope that we'll stay connected. I can't yes. wait to see what else you do. Yes. Thank you. Same to you. I'm so, thank you again for reaching out. I'm so excited and happy right now. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll keep you posted when this goes live. Okay. I feel like I like said that sentence weird, but anyways, (laughs) I had a glass of wine and that's all it takes now, but I'll keep you posted when it goes live and all the good stuff. So thanks again. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye ladies. Bye. Obsessed with Marcy. I... I freaking super enjoyed talking to her. I, you know, this is just a real classic case of this girl's beautiful. She's talented and she's also young and she's done so much for being, you know, I think, I don't know how old she is, but I'm guessing she's in her twenties. And, um, she, I, it was really refreshing to hear her be so open about, you know, being in her head and being insecure or, maybe I put that word in her mouth. Um, but I don't know, it's just relatable. And I, I just, I related to her more than I ever thought I would. And I really loved that. And I can't wait to see what she does. She's going to do amazing things. I just know it. Um, so, all right, guys, what else do I have to tell you? I want to remind you about the designers on social summit. And I'm going to remind you by playing a little bit from Bobby himself about what the designers on social summit is dos is short for designers on social summit and it's an annual online summit that just brings together over 20 design influencers and social media experts to provide trainings and master classes for designers decorators stagers and creatives to essentially learn best business and marketing growth practices I love it. And how many how many um, speakers do you have this year? This year we'll have between twenty and thirty. Yeah, that's awesome. And guess who's part of that? This girl. <laughs> I'm talking about how authenticity can grow your business and your confidence. So I'm really excited about that and sharing some of my experiences. And um, for me, it was really focusing on, you know, authenticity is it's such a buzzword right now, but it's people often think of it more as like, it's what you do on social media and in your marketing, but authenticity to me is, you know, very holistic and, you know, 360 with your business. It's, it's every touch point, whether it's your processes or, you know, the people you work with, uh, you know, your, your niche. And so I'm, I'm sharing a lot about that, but so when is this, like, what can people do to register for this? Where do they go and when is it happening? Well, uh, DOS 2021 will be a live three-day event and is open for registrations in December of 2020. When did we, when did you say the summit is actually taking place? 
January 27th to the 29th, which is from Wednesday through Friday. Where can they go uh, to start seeing what's going on with uh, Designers on Social Summit? Yeah, absolutely. So the website is uh, designersonsocialsummit.com. And currently, if you were to go there uh, before, I guess, the first week of December or even the second week of December, you might be looking at 2019. Um, but uh, the, the website should be live for, for the new lineup um, as of uh, the first and second week of December. Also, I want to remind you about the next immersion for biographical design. So the Biographical Design Collective, um, this is the group coaching that I've been doing since last May, since May. And um, they're having their next immersion on January 13th, 14th, and 15th. And this is the thing that I talked about where it was incredible. And I do feel like I have a very high bar. I was really nervous going into it that I wouldn't feel like it was going to be as valuable as I would obviously hope it to be. And it was incredible. So a reminder that it, it's you're going to learn about defining your differentiator, uh, unlocking your strengths, understanding your mindset, shedding your limiting beliefs, mastering the sales pitch and messaging, which is has been revolutionary to me and defining your signature process, which also has been revolutionary to me. I have a lot of things to share with you guys. I'm going to be doing a solo podcast very soon to share all of these amazing things that I have changed in my business, which is all a result of working with Katie Gutierrez of the Biographical Design Collective. I also wanted to say that um, every, every off week that we don't meet as a group, we actually do one-on-ones with other designers in the group. And this week I chatted with one of the designers who, um, was talking about her experience with our last session. And the last session was about lead generation. And she just, she said that after her session, she almost wanted to cry because the way that Katie kind of worked through it and talked about it just helped her kind of go, okay, like this is, we all keep learning about how you should be doing this and what we should do and how it needs to be done. And she just really felt like the way that it was explained was something that she felt she could get excited about and, and kind of get behind. And that's kind of what I keep going back to, which I feel is so different about this coaching style and Katie's coaching style. Number one, she really has a way of, she has a gift of being able to ask the right questions to help you f- uncover what it is you want, um, understand who you are. Like, it's just, it's a true gift. And number two, her approach is not about telling you what to do, but kind of guiding you and, you know, explaining what's worked in her experience and, but helping you figure out what's kind of is in alignment for you. So what feels good for you, because what feels good means you're going to do it and you're going to do it well. So again, I really, really, really think that you should check out uh, biographicaldesign.com um, learn about their next immersion. And if you're on the fence at all, or if you just want to talk to Katie, cause you're not on the fence, but you want to get a little taste and talk to her before you actually do the immersion, then schedule a call with her. She's offering complimentary 45 minute coaching calls. Make sure you tell her that I sent you. So I'm really itching to read another review. I feel like I'm being left hanging. Please help, help a sister out. So, um, if you want, if you're enjoying the podcast, leave a five-star review, Tell me a funny story. I will share it um, on the podcast. I'd love to be able to shout you out on the podcast. And also the more reviews I have, the more likely I'm going to be able to talk to, I don't know, Shay McGee, 
uh, Amber Lewis, all that good stuff, you know? So that's all I got for you this week. Bye.